plans to harness the unlimited resource of wind for power generation off the Irish coast advance, fishers have expressed fears their livelihoods are at risk because hundreds of offshore wind turbines will be installed over the next seven years, many of them located in or around vital fishing grounds, especially in the Irish Sea. Our Agriculture and Consumer Affairs correspondent Joe McGrady has more on this and he's with us now this morning. Joe, what exactly are fishers saying about what they see as a threat uh, to them continuing to earn a living um, fishing as these wind turbines go up, turbines that are needed if we're to meet our climate action targets. Yes, indeed. Uh, to start with, Gavin, the reason for the, far- the wind farms in the first place, the Government Climate Action Plan is to get 80% of Irish electricity coming from renewable sources by 2030. So a large part of that is dependent on these offshore wind farms. There are mooted plans for literally for dozens of such farms, but right now seven have been given Um, maritime area consent by the Department of Environment. That's a big step forward. It allows them to bid for energy uh, contracts in an upcoming auction and it also allows them to begin finalising their planning applications to onboard plan all before the end of the year. So the fishers are saying that seven of these, six of the seven locations are in the Irish Sea and they coincide with the best fishing grounds and they fear the onshore wind, the offshore wind farms will damage the fisheries and perhaps push them off those grounds because there's a possibility that nets and pots could snag up on undersea cables and infrastructure or maybe get caught around turbines. Uh, there might be a lack of manoeuvring space for boats with nets paid off behind them. So I, I spoke to Peter Lynch, who's skipper of the Atlantic Freedom, fishing out of Hoth. Right now he's targeting whelks, which is a type of sea snail, and he outlined his worries to me. Number one, being pushed off our fishery and not being able to fish through the construction phase and then obviously when they're operational. But also the unknowns are how like whelks in particular will react to uh, to the drilling and the, uh, you know, the construction phase with all the noise. What about operating in and around wind turbines after the construction phase? Safety would be a big concern. Um, even just with the tides on a day like today where it's very windy and you get a strong tide. I mean, we're picking up a we're picking up a string on one end or the other and hauling and you're hauling along for six, seven, eight hundred meters depending on the size of the boat and the amount of gear you have on each line. Any problem happens, you have a foul up in gear or something happens to the engine, you break down, where do you drift? There's only there's only eight hundred meters or a thousand meters between these windmills and someone hits one, what's gonna happen, you know? Peter Lynch in Hoth. Of course, Joe, we've known for some considerable time that ocean wind energy can massively reduce our dependency on fossil fuels, help to reach those climate action targets you mentioned. And and fishers have been aware of this too and have been talking with ocean wind farm developers with plenty of opportunity then to raise their concerns. Yes, and in fairness, Gavin, uh, some of the wind farm developers, they they have been engaging with the fishing community on a continual basis and with, indeed, uh, the onshore communities in areas where these massive wind turbines may be visible from the shore. There's also a government-established Seafood Offshore Renewable Energy Working Group that has fishing organisations and wind farm developers on board. And that's all about facilitating discussion on these matters. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, fishers feel now they're coming to a very important juncture um, and they need to have input on the location of the turbines within the selected sites. As we can hear now from the CEO of the Irish South and East Fish Producers Organisation, John Lynch, who's a brother of Peter. uh, And John here talks about his concerns about ORE, Offshore Renewable Energy. We've had many, many meetings and many, many consultations with ORE people, but they have never actually talked to us about the substantive issue of location. The fishing industry 
accepts ORE is coming and that we have to um, compromise on its introduction into the, into the marine space. In that regard, we are more than willing to talk to any developer as regards the least worst option for location for the site. Up to this time, we have, we have had, have, had that no, have not had that conversation with anybody. You have seven phase one developments now that have been given a marine area consent. Some of those are very, very badly located, Joe. You have prime fisheries here on the East Coast. And one in particular is the Dublin Bay Prawns, the Nephrops fishery in the North Irish Sea. So if that area is taken over by a wind energy site, fishing is out of the question, so, so, so you have to go somewhere else. That's John Lynch. So what are fishers going to do, Joe, and what is the offshore wind industry saying at this point? Well, there's certainly a, an effort to find agreement, uh, and if agreement and accommodation cannot be reached that protects the fishers' livelihoods, they say it is open to them to object through the upcoming planning process, or even via the courts, for instance. Uh, I asked John if it might come down eventually to these companies maybe buying fishing rights out, buying the fishers out. He said that it eventually could come to that. But at the same time, the wind industry is stressing they want to cooperate with fishers. They acknowledge that offshore wind will bring some disruption, but they're also saying there's plenty of examples of fishing continuing where ocean wind farms are located off other countries. Wind Energy Ireland represents the offshore industry and Justin Moran is Director of External Affairs. We absolutely do not want, and we've never suggested or called for blanket exclusion zones around offshore wind farms and in fact we think it will be very helpful for government to come out and make that very clear that it's not something that either industry wants or government wants to see happen. We need to find ways to share the space. When you look at other European markets, fishermen travel through wind farms, fishermen are able to fish in wind farms. There are absolutely challenges, but those are challenges that we need to be able to address. I think when looking at the design of the wind farm and where the turbines are going to be placed, where the substation is going to be placed, that absolutely needs to be something that the project is willing to talk to fishermen about and to engage with fishermen on. We know we need to build these wind farms. That's an absolute national strategic imperative. But we also know that we have an incredibly important resource in Ireland's fishing industry. And what we need to do is to find a way to ensure that we share the marine space. The first batch of projects we're looking to develop between now and 2030, we're expecting that they will be able to submit their planning applications to Umbor Planola before the end of this year. In order to do that, they will need to have information about turbine layout, turbine spacing and things like that. So it's really at this point in time that that kind of conversation can start. We know where the wind farms are going to be, but exactly the design of the layout of the turbines, the layout of the substations, those are things that need to be discussed. So there you have it, Gavin. Uh, it appears on the one hand there's a lot of frustration on the part of fishers, but also seemingly willingness by industry to engage on matters and how successful the process is will become apparent later this year as those planning applications are finalised and submitted. Joe, thank you. That's our Agriculture and Consumer Affairs correspondent, Joe McGrady.